Yeah, you know what? Let's start. Let's start. Let's start. Oh, we starting out hot. Oh, my gosh. Let's get it started. Let's get it started. He just pressed play. Yeah, Hey, we jumping right back in now. Welcome to the um, It Is What It Is podcast. I'm Dennis. Here with Trey. Yes, sir. Deja. Hey. All right. We out here. I'm going to let you introduce the topic, Trey. Okay, so today we're talking about the old generation versus the new generation. So this can go many different ways. So do you want to... What did you want to discuss first about it? I guess I I wanted to touch more so on preparing for the future. So more so about investing Mm -hmm. and and so forth. That's what I wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. Because I feel that in the past, our relatives are our um the older generation, they more so focus on Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. I don't want to cut you off. Like yeah, that. go ahead, go but ahead. I want to start with asking everybody how they how they week was. Oh, it was good. I want to just start because that's a great start. That's a great start, but you know, to let everybody know how yeah. we doing. Yeah, we, you know. we we doing good. Yeah, we doing let's good. just how was your how was your week? Oh, it was cool, man. I'm here, I'm alive. Okay. I'm alive. Good. Um this week was better than last week. Today is better than yesterday. And mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Anybody? Deja? I woke up this morning. And we'll I made it here. Did anybody we'll do ladies. anything interesting over the week? It's worked. Y'all don't want to hear about my work stuff. Oh. We'll no, we don't want to hear about you. No, we don't. Everybody right. here we crying. Don't. We don't. We don't. Anything other than work. Can you not do that? <laughs> this girl eating cauliflower. Tortilla chips. Sea salt flavor. Smacking on them things. <laughs> they good, huh? That was my response. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis is pulling at straws that I'm not budging uh, on. Uh, okay, all right. So then let's just go to your topic. <laughs> yeah, nobody, anyways. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to talk about <laughs> the old generation versus the new generation, how we look at preparing for the future. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, the old generation, they talk about get a secure job. You know, count on that, and then you have a pension waiting for you when you retire. But those days are over, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Dennis, I, I think me and you were talking about it. When was that? Sunday? Mm-hmm. Just talking about investing in stocks and in real estate, trucking. Because I read an article the other day that Social Security, I don't know if it's going to be completely gone, but it's going to be heavily reduced by 2034. And our parents, and well, not our parents, but our great, I feel like our, our grandparents, they relied on that so much. So now it just puts us in a place where we got to really start to prepare for the future and invest in ourselves. So if you're not investing in stocks or just developing your own business, creating like your own source of passive income. So Dennis, what, what do you think about that? How do you think you're preparing for the future? Or what are your plans for preparing for the future financially? Um, I agree with pretty much everything you said. Uh, now that's an interesting um conversation about like how to deal with finances. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways we can go at this topic about com- in comparison to old generations versus the young generation. But I think that when it comes to money, mm-hmm. money has changed so much between when do we want to say like between when our parents were our age versus now, like mm-hmm. like in terms of inflation and stuff, all of that, everything. inflation, how like how, how you we look at money, how yeah, we look and at how money, how mm-hmm. we look at life, how we look at retirement, with right. crypto and all that, yeah, like so, mm-hmm. even just when it comes to like saving, like 
the more information we get and the more we learning that saving is just saving your money alone and doing nothing else, that's more of a hindrance than anything. So a lot of things have changed when it comes to just how we about when it comes to just like finances, the different ways people can make money that it doesn't require necessarily for you to be a nine to five employee. And also, I think everybody nowadays, as far as like the younger generation, they have their own version of what their happy life would look like. And it doesn't always involve a bunch of money. So then when you take money being not being your main factor, then you got to look and say, OK, well, what else do they want? And that's where I don't think the older generation ever really they couldn't focus in on that as much as we can. We can focus right. on what makes us happy more than what our finances is like, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's subjective to all of us. Like whatever we feel like everybody in here have a goal like, yo, if I make this amount this year on my own, I quit my job. Everybody has that in their head. That's subjective to each person as an individual. So that's why I say like now I think in this time we are more so focused on happiness and focused on trying to more so go after the things we want. And because of the times we live in, it's we can make money doing so many different things that it don't seem like we're picking a career that's going to fail. Well, I think like our parents' generation really just trying to get by. That is they true. They really weren't I, trying to focus on, oh, well, I want I have these specific goals catered to me uh-huh. and this and that. I think it was really, I'm trying to get by, I'm trying to make ends meet, yeah. trying to have my family, this and that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, for example, with my mother, you know, she was just taught to just go to school, get a good education, and depend on her pension. But nowadays, like I said, you can't really depend on mm-hmm. a pension. So you really, really, really got to do like your own research and, and invest in crypto. It's so many different things you can do. Mm-hmm. Investing in crypto, investing in yourself, but developing a business. And I think also the reason why our parents thought going to school was the safe route was because they weren't taught how to invest at all. So mm-hmm. that's... Yeah, my parents, it was just like, build your credit. Right, But it's exactly. only through paying bills on time and getting mm-hmm. a credit card and then paying that on time. Right. And it's just like, that is a slow, very slow. That's a, yeah, that's a slow credit burn. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I think it's right. also what we're taught in school. Like, I, rem- I mean, granted, I went to like an all-white school, so this would all be skewed, but... I remember being in high school and we had to read that book, The Souls of Black Folk by W.E.B. Du Bois. I have right? that now. Mm-hmm. And basically when people talk about him, they also talk about, um, what's his name? Him. I can't think of the other guy's, the other man's name. But the argument was W.E.B. Du Bois was about education. Mm-hmm. And the other man, I, I, it's going to come to me Booker in like four. Booker T. Washington? Yes. yes. Booker T. Washington. Yes. Yes. Booker T. Washington. Booker T. Okay. Washington. He was the one that was pushing for vocational schools. Mm-hmm. And my school was like like very heavily like that's like W.E.B. Du Bois is the good. Mm-hmm. You know, the other person is the bad. Uh-huh. And so in my mind, it, you know, I took that. Well, I need to go to school. If I go to school, I get a good education. Mm-hmm. Vocational schools are for people who aren't able to make it in a high scholar which type is, of environment, which is not true. It's so not untrue. true at all. Literally, those people now, when I look on Facebook, they all own like two, three houses. I'm telling you, know, they have all these trade, businesses, no debt. Like, yes. I, I wish. I wish. I, that was my biggest regret was not going to school to learn a trade. Mm-hmm. Same. Because I feel that when you go to school 
to learn a trade, you can build yourself up and mm-hmm. you're not dependent upon these Fortune 500 mm-hmm. companies or any company for that matter. You're taking yourself up from the ground and building your business up and you're employing other people too. I think that school is taught, school, school basically was created to have you become a worker. Yeah. At the end of the day, not to own your own business. And it's not to say that, you know, colleges, that all of us here have, you know, went to college or are still in college. So I think if you're going to go, like, really go because you really want to learn about something and, like, mm-hmm. you want to do something that's really going to make you happy. But a lot of the stuff that people want to do, you really don't have to go to college for. Right. You know? Like, the, the real thing that should send you to college at this point is, like, a specialization. Right? Yeah, I agree. All those agree. Uh, open-ended degrees, and it's like you could get your degree, but it's not real specific. Oh, mm-hmm. I can work anywhere. No, you no, ain't. You can't. They'll tell you, you real quick. Uh-huh. They'll tell you real quick. No, you, you be ain't. at entry level $8 an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm. Thinking, you know. So hey, why do you think the older generation more so preaches college? Because that's what, that's they what they were taught. That's what worked for them. Think about their parents. You know, they weren't mm-hmm. able to go to school. So they thought, oh, well, if, if my kid, if I can pay and afford for my kid mm-hmm. to go to school, they have a better option mm-hmm. when you just get them And you a don't know what bill. you don't know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, a lot of them, like you said, like for me, I am a first generation college graduate. Mm-hmm. We love that. And salute. Um, my mom went to college a little bit, but my dad didn't like go or necessarily finish. Mm-hmm. But um, it's like you only know but so much. And so for them, they looked and saw their peers and saw the reputation that it carried. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people, it didn't matter. My baby went to college. Yeah, you know I know. It didn't matter that your baby got, you know, bills coming in. Yeah. They can't find a job, but they went to college. Baby right dollars like, in debt. Shit, don't yeah, remind your me. baby's a doorman. He's not doing anything that had anything to do with his degree. But mm-hmm. trying to stay off that stuff and that (laughs) that also shapes how we end up in Uh relationships and how we end up building the things that we want to build with a person i think now it may come off as our generation doesn't necessarily want to get married, but I think it's that we feel like we have more time. <laughs> yeah. To really oh, we jumping the into thing. this one. Oh, well, you know, we always got to make that little bridge. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. that little bridge. With the college, it's like those it, it, life it expectations. All, it all overlaps. You, you yeah. go to yeah. college, you get a job, you get married, and some people don't even want families at all. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. We're at, at that point now, but for those of us who do, you know, um, Contrary to what people will sit and argue about on the internet, mm-hmm. both parents are working. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Both have to come with some sort of something so that mm-hmm. it's not like such a heavy financial burden on one person in the relationship. Do you think that there's room for like an old school type of relationship? Absolutely. Well, it depends. For Some me. aspects. Yeah, because Some I aspects. think back in the day, people was only getting married because as a woman, we didn't have rights. We had to rely on our I, husband for certain I was for just about things, to touch you know? on that. Now yeah. I can do whatever the hell I want to do. I don't, it's like, yeah, of course I want a man, da, 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 but like I don't really need one to Even outside of that, you have some women that do still have traditional yeah. mindsets. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm not even one. something, yeah. <laughs> 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 really not at all no not that not that it's not at all i'm just saying like i, I pick you know i like a little yeah. bit of the old i like a little bit of the new yeah okay. i like to respect, call myself a happy medium yeah yeah like I, at, I, at, I at totally the heart agree. of me um 
but yeah, you have some women that would prefer like a more what we would call a traditional mm-hmm. lifestyle. So, They're not uh, like they have so, no issues. with So y'all can't be stay at home moms. Anyway, so I let me. I can be a stay at home mom with my own businesses. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let me ask. Hold on. Let me ask y'all this. You guys want a traditional man with more so like new age values. I want a partnership. I don't want to have somebody dominate. You want your man to be what you want your man to be, which will be traditional, but you want him to possess more new school values. No, I want a more new school man with traditional values. What does that look like? Yeah. I want a man that is not out of touch with reality as it is today but still hold steady to certain values and principles that some people might call outdated mm-hmm. in the sense that um, the money doesn't rule the house. The, the ego doesn't rule the house. The, all those other it things. It's lo- like you, like you what's serve logical. each other. Or that's like a new age man's thought. But at the same time, I want him willing to do the yard work you know, fix mm-hmm. the sink. Right. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, like just I like a man that is manly. Hey, mm-hmm. let me tell you right now. This is where we're gonna get into the new versus old. Uh-oh. Oh, oh. There's a new school nigga that will say, Yo, I'm not fixing no sink. I'm I got my own businesses, I'm rich, I hire somebody. I'm not doing certain yeah. things. So, I'm not so, cl- I'm not I'm cutting not, my grass. Okay, so, it, but if it's two in the morning, my my car, my my tires. Well, then that's different. That's different. That's different. No, I'm talking I want to, you to be able to. I got triple like, if, your car if you needs. can afford Facts. it, great. But at the same time, this is why even back in the day, them housewives was sneaking off with the milkman and the mailman and blah 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 blah. Because there is a certain level of attraction that comes with being a handy. Man, but oh, that I, wasn't the case either because, like, they were handy men, they just oh, they, they didn't have eyes. and they didn't because, like, <laughs> as Dennis said, though, I, I believe that in those days, I think that the man was out getting the bread and everything, mm-hmm. but he didn't have time to fix the thing. Eventually, he fixed it, but I think you know, for me, I just want a say so. I want a say so in this partnership. Back in the day, women didn't have a say so. Mm-hmm. That's why I say I need a partnership where. What I say, with my, you know, my opinion, what I think, so, hey, listen, if we go down that route, this could happen. Mm-hmm. So why don't we, why don't we go this way? Yeah. And you know what? You're right. Let's do that. You know, like that's what I'm wanting. That's out why of I say the new marriage. age man with a traditional mindset okay. in the way okay. that you know how to lead and you will lead. Mm-hmm. The way that you know how to protect and you will protect. Mm-hmm. You know how to provide and you will provide. Mm-hmm. In the mm-hmm. same way that. I can consider myself like a new age woman, but at the same time, I cook, I clean. Same, you know, yeah. I, I, like yeah. I'm, I'm submissive. We're not pick me's because Sometimes, we yeah. just know how to do basic survival. Yeah, because there are times where I'm a buck up too, where it's just like, wait, nah, why can't we do my idea? That why part. can't we? You know what I'm saying? Of course, like, it's a relationship. So it's mm-hmm. a give and take there. It's not but one-sided. I'm not a partner against the traditional, I guess, gender roles. Is that I don't want to be confined. We don't to want it. the misogyny that comes with the traditional. So stuff. hold on, now let's tie in the money conversation with okay. this conversation. You guys want, I'm trying to figure out the type of guy. I hear what y'all saying. You want, you say you want a new age guy with traditional values. So do that mean this person is like 
does he pay everything in the house or does he like what is the traditional values that you want? Like I said, I want him outside of just that from a financial standpoint, what do you want him to do in this relationship? Is it a cuz in a new age way of thinking is like people will say, "Hey, if we are a partnership, then both parties are, you know, responsible for bringing income to the table." Which to me, look, I think there's too much focus on income within relationships nowadays. Well, you just started but, this off with the preface of it wouldn't pertain to finances. So what outside of finances are you getting at? No, no, no. I said not what you was talking about pertaining to finances because we're trying to tie in. Um, we're trying to tie in the finances com- um, conversation to the marriage conversation. And finances mm-hmm. is really important in relationships mm-hmm. that's one of the top reasons why people divorce yeah Absolutely. so when you think about finances from an older couple's viewpoint from a new couple's viewpoint where do you fall in that spectrum like i think it would be completely situational like if our situation is that hey it's gonna take two incomes absolutely to run the show the way we're trying to do it then we need to sit down and divvy up these bills mm-hmm. the way mm-hmm. that it wouldn't break one of us. Right. Right. That's, mm-hmm. that's right. And, and that we would still probably have some in case of emergency that we're not just holding our heads above water. Now, if I end up with a man that I make significantly more than, if I decide that this is still who I'm going to be with, mm-hmm. then I need to accept that for those other benefactors mm-hmm. that outweigh the financial, I'm going to have to be willing to hold up on my financial end so you- and vice versa. Okay. If he has a whole bunch of the financial things going on, all right, I'm going to have to hold up on my more domestic end. It has mm-hmm. to balance out. Balance out. Okay. All right. I'm going to go last because I want to bring up a article. But mm-hmm. Trey, you tell me where you fall on the end of that. I mean, kind of... What she said, I'm a a new age man with traditional values. I don't mind fixing the sink. I don't mind being the protector. No, just from the, a finance. Just um, from a finance aspect. aspect. Yeah. Mm, I mean, essentially what she said, if I make significantly more money than than um my partner, then I I I would expect you know, her on her end to be able to cook clean. And I don't mind doing that sometimes as well. But if I'm going out making the money, I feel like there should be some type of balance. Now, or she a, could be the accountant. Or she could be the accountant. <laughs> she could be the accountant. I'm sorry if I made it seem like all she's going to do is cook and clean. That's not what well, I Well, no, mean. that's not even what I was getting at either. Okay. But I, I just realized that a lot of marriages work that way. Like people mm-hmm. have a man or a woman that can bring the money in, but mm-hmm. it's their partner that that's, knows yeah. how to delegate those funds. Right, better. right. And that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's fine. where, yeah, that's where it's like, look. That's being a team. There you go. I'm, I'm. <laughs> I think for me and what I would like in uh, my partnership, that I keep calling it, is I need something like set up, like, a, like some sort of plan. I see myself having multiple streams of income. Mm. I believe my partner will also have multiple streams of income. And I think with that, it could you know, add into different aspects of our lives. 
if he want to pay all the rent and then all my check can go to our savings and then another business goes into the, like, I feel like that's a perfect situation because we're both mm-hmm. being held accountable to something. And, you know, in a perfect world, yeah, it'd be nice to just be taken care of. But the type of woman I am, like, that's that's going to get real that. boring real yeah. quick. Like, I grew up watching my mom, like, both of my parents worked. And for a very long time, my mom weighed, made, wait, can't even talk. My mom made way more than my dad. Mm-hmm. And she also was able, like, she was a finance person. So she was able to really, like, move the money around the ways that it needed to be moved. So, you know, seeing that, like, I, I, I want to work. Like, I don't mm-hmm. mind working, you know? So I'm going to be bringing something not just gonna be sitting, you know, on my ass, just oh yeah, you got it, you take care of everything. So I think that's how I would like to see it go. All right. Some now. men retire their wives too, and it's not necessarily a if you full retire me. Don't ask me to come out because I ain't never coming not, out. Not like I, <laughs> I, I know some guys who it's been like, well, if you're my woman, you don't have to work. If you work, it's gonna be your choice, and it would be you pursuing your see i like uh, that your choice your Mm -hmm. dreams your whatever i think there are some men who use their finances as a way to gain control of a relationship Mm -hmm. and i think that's why i wouldn't necessarily want to have that sort of relationship because financial manipulation financial abuse is a thing Mm -hmm. and i would hate to ever be in a position where i literally have zero dollars to my name Everything has to go through him mm-hmm. or I'm stranded someone. I literally can't do anything. So I think that's why also just to kind of like have that that cushion in case, yeah. you know, because yeah. you just never know people. Yeah. You never it's know what can happen. It's also like definitely a thing that some men don't know how to love if they can't buy it. Ooh, preach. Mm-hmm. Like if, preach. if I can't like. personality? What? Yeah. Like there's some men that, what do you mean I'm not opening up? Didn't I just take you to dinner? Didn't I just buy you them shoes? Mm-hmm. Didn't I just like? Sir, nah, what are your childhood you traumas? Even if we don't go into your traumas, like, bruh, like, can you stand being around me? Like, mm-hmm. talk to me. Like, we're not even friends. Like, mm-hmm. but it's just that's, like, but I got your hair done. Your nails is flying. It's off, not enough. You got mm-hmm. jewelry. Like, mm-hmm. some men don't know how to love outside of using their pocket. Mm-hmm. All right. But, so let ahead, me. Um... <laughs> no, that's, no, that's yeah. so real. You gotta like. Some men don't know that. You have to have a personality. Yeah, and, money and can't it's buy that. Our fault, I guess, with the the whole city girl mentality. Not can, our fault, but like it has become such a prevalent thing with men feeling used for their money. Mm. But mm-hmm. like, <laughs> so many men feel so used for their money that it's like they've detached themselves from anything else, like outside of being used from for mm-hmm. money mm-hmm. so it's hard to not use you for money because that's all you got to offer at this mm-hmm. point same I, thing they say about women with sex can i offer my um no, opinion on this because yeah, i can wrap it up and we can go on to the next aspect that is <laughs> this older generation versus younger generation uh, but sir. my ask this is what i think i'm reading an article about a guardian i read this like a while ago like maybe a year ago What's the article Couple called years ago. so people can look it up? It's called The Median Wealth... Well, I'm going to just tell you what um, yeah, what the headlines is. Median wealth of black Americans will fall to zero by 2053. Damn. Even if you want the nigga to be the only breadwinner in the house, as a community of black people, we can't afford to just do that. It's not feasible. Mm-hmm. It's not feasible. Yes, my grandparent, my granddad was able to do it. My dad could do it. Mm-hmm. But if you hear reports like this, how is that even feasible? Like, think about it. In 2053, let me think. I'll be 56, right? Or no, no, no. I'll be 58. 
that will not affect me necessarily because I'm probably retired by that time. I know I'm retired by that time. Yeah. Speak that into fact. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't matter to me. But who does it matter to? My kids. Mm -hmm. Their kids. The black, the median black household income is going to be at the lowest. So what? Like, not at the lowest, at nothing? Yeah, just zero. That's the average. Zero dollars. You can't, we can't afford it. Even if you want that, you there as a community we can't afford it. Now yeah. individually, individually, you might yeah. can't be able to do it. Mm-hmm. As a community, this just can't be the general consensus, the general consensus. mindset yeah, yeah, anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like that traditional ideology that hey, you're the only one that makes money in the house and the only one that contributes to the finances in the house. It can't exist no more because we don't have that luxury, and that's fine not to have that luxury. I think that's, I think we should. Our income definitely should be higher than zero. That's for sure. But it's okay for everybody in the house to go and get their own money and go and provide something to the house as a group, as a unit, as a team. But we can't afford for just half the house to work. It's Imagine having a husband or a wife and two other kids and the other half of this house don't work. The other half of the adult is two adults in this house. Mm-hmm. One don't work. I'm taking care of three people now. Off a of minimum wage. And you and we don't yeah, people ain't getting paid enough. Black people ain't getting enough jobs. There's just, you can't just do that. It's just not feasible. You're yeah. living a life where you're gonna struggle and you can't offer your kids more than what you had. Mm-hmm. And that's not fair to them. So I don't think we can necessarily follow the traditional model of how we do a relationship and how we think about finances anymore. We just can't because we don't have that luxury. That's mm-hmm. the reality. We don't have that luxury. And also, I'm going to tell you why we don't have that luxury. Why would the median household for black families be at zero by 2053? We vote. Our parents vote. Our grandparents vote. Why is the, gen- why is the money drying up if everybody's voting? If everybody is voting, why is the money drying up? Why are we not getting more jobs funneled into our communities? Why are we not getting more like just financial benefits that other communities get? Why are we not getting that? This is why you also got to look at it's a lot of different aspects you can look at, like the older generation versus the younger generation. And when it comes to like politics and when it comes to like relationships and when it comes to finances, it, it all ties into why. We are so different and we touched on the politics and we touched on like relationship. I mean, I'm sorry. We touched on relationship and finances. But the political aspect of the older generation versus the younger younger generation, how do y'all see that? How do y'all do y'all are y'all more like old school with y'all values when it comes to politics? Are y'all like changed up y'all values? Because it's a lot of younger people with old school values when it comes to voting. Mm hmm. I, and when it comes to just politics in general, even if it's not just just politics in general. Personally, I'm at a really radical time in my life when it comes to that. I'm not buying none of it. I don't want nothing to do with a political party. I'm not really. I am and I am not even interested in the local uh, local kind of political realm i think Mm. it's absolutely necessary that someone does but me personally i think enough of us need to um just start doing instead of asking 
And I think a lot of times we're writing ourselves into a corner with trying to play this game now. It seems like they gave us the Civil Rights Act in 60, whatchamacallit, and, and said, y'all are on your own from here. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the Immigration Act in the 90s that updated it or whatever, but it, it it did and it didn't benefit us because it just turned it into a diaspora war in many cases. It turned into way worse than that. Like, it turned into, like, it don't benefit us because we have not gotten anything to push us ahead. Yeah. So, and, like, and we're just now fighting for scraps with other people that's yeah. fighting for scraps when we shouldn't be fighting for scraps. So, it, that doesn't and, benefit, uh, you know, benefit us. I, I'm, y'all know how I feel about, you know, Asian culture and everything like that. But let's call a spade a spade. The Asian community has had some of the lowest voter turnouts in in decades. Like, I mean, for real. And it took one year of them really putting their foot down for them to get an executive order. Mm-hmm. And, and we've been at this for quite some time, and we're still having very pointless debates and symbolic victories, if you will. Mm-hmm. And so what needs to happen is a reality check and us just saying, hey, the government's not going to do it. The allies aren't going to do it. It's me and you. Mm-hmm. Facts. It's me and you, yeah. sis. It's me and you, bruh. We're either going to really get into this group economics thing and build up a community. And I hear the fear in some people saying, well, we did that before and they bombed it here. We did that before and they bombed it there. We did that before and we bombed it there. So if you believe that things have come to such a whatever um, with legislation and, and just differences in climate and, oh, people have died off and all that stuff, then why won't you try again? And technology is at such a point, you have all these black engineers and what have you that could secure our communities from architecture to actual security companies and and we're just not utilizing. You know what I'm saying? All these black doctors, and you so, can't find no medical care. All these the, black so doctors. Now, so you know. the so now, so now they the government shouldn't be in the government. It should be in each other. Yeah, that's, yeah. So that's, that's what it that's so where is so so now. what is your stance, Deja, when it comes to like older generation politics versus like younger generation politics? Because now. Like I say, it seems like more of the younger generation are starting to move a little bit away from it, even though a lot of us still have like the traditional ideology of, hey, you have to go this way with it. it Yeah, I think, I mean, honest, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't even think about it because at the end of the day, there's still nothing being done to help me and my people. So I'm just going to do what's best for me and try to build myself up as much as possible and keep it pushing. You know, the at a local standpoint, yeah, that has more of an effect on me, but it's one of the things I've, I've given up because you see all of these orders being done for other people. We sit here, we have the highest voter turnout, all of that, and still nothing. So why, like, why have trust in a system that basically says, fuck you, you know, what, what's the point? So 
I, I'm going to be putting all my trust into my community and hope that they do the same with me. And that's all I really can do. Trey, where you at with it? Yeah, at, at this point, um, as you all said, with these politicians, I feel that the old generation, they put so much faith in these mm-hmm. politicians. At this point, it is up to us to impact the change. Um, relying on these politicians, I mean, what has it really gotten us? You know, you vote, you vote. But for me, I just put trust in my people. I'm trying to, like, do this whole group economics thing. That's why I feel that's going to push us forward because the government hasn't given us anything. And are they ever going to give us anything? I'm going to let y'all decide that on your own. So. I mean, some people still have to vote because. Yeah, I'm not I'm not telling yeah, anybody I'm what to do. Yeah, I'm not telling everybody to I, just stop yeah. voting because that that is, we do still need that pushback at the local and national level just for them to not you well, know you say you don't no you don't vote on the local level either i don't personally why would you tell somebody else not to if you don't why, why, why i, I mean why would you tell somebody to, to do it if you don't because i have my reasons mm-hmm. and you may not have the same conviction that i do with those reasons and so for you to choose what i choose I'm going to need you to have that same tenacity that I have because I don't have the same tenacity that you have to wait in a line for four hours. To some things that I don't know really matters or not. I don't believe and, it like you in do. war. Do you think everybody has the same mindset hmm? in war? Do you think every soldier has the same mindset? No, but they have similar convictions. It's not the same. You have things. Where, the, is it conviction or is it conditioning? It's conviction because you can condition somebody all day long, and when the time comes to it, they could run screaming on the battlefield. Not all, not all the time. If you condition some niggas are conditioned to to where it's over. What I am saying is, if you don't feel as strongly on this as I do, maybe you do need to go and vote because maybe you're going to take more time to look into those things or to stand in that line and to. Mm. Everybody doesn't have to. fight on the same battlefront. That's why you have different branches of a military. Everybody's not built to be in the army. Everybody's not built to be a Marine. Everybody's not built to be in the Air Force. Everybody's not built to be, what is it? Navy, Coast Guard, whatever. These are why you have these different branches. They're all necessary, but we don't fight the same. Somebody needs to be in those voting booths. For me, it's not it. But do you? I got a question, though. Do you think that we could all come together and like say, hey, this is what we want as the black community. And a politician says, hey, we they did can that. give us that. We did that so many times. We organized as best as we could. Mm-hmm. And you see what they did to us. That's what's I hard. Mean, and, that's, that's it, hard. And I also, I don't know. I don't, I feel like the reason why when I, I brought up the example, do every um, person in the army have the same mentality? Everybody don't want to be there to kill, but they're there. And you there with the ones that do want to be there to kill and the ones that don't. So it don't matter. You go this is the this is the new this is the new goal. This is the new objective. So this is what you have to do when you when you decide to go into that battlefield. And whether black people like it or not, you're on the battlefield. You can you can't run from it. You can't hide from it. You can be the goodest boy or goodest girl you want, but it don't matter. You you out here. So here's where I would say, like, moving forward from an aspect of 
political sense, there has to just be a mission in place. And that mission might be, I don't care how many times you voted or how long you voted. It's like when it's like when um when workers go on strike and they tell everybody nobody crossed the picket line, right? That's where we at. We gotta there has to be some type of pressure because that number about the black median income going to zero by twenty fifty three, that should scare a lot of people for their children. I know mm-hmm. we're young, we don't mm-hmm. think about that. Some of us don't even have kids. Mm-hmm. But Let's say in another 10 years, you have kids. You have one child, at least. That affects them. So what are you doing? Like, it, we have to have a... It has to be a one-track mind where it's like, look, we are going to sit up here and take the same political stance because it's more beneficial for us as a race to be unified than to us to just pick and choose who's going to do what, who's going to... It's like, now it's a division. Like, now that's when you got people arguing for this. I don't think that's and where people, the division comes in, though. I think I, so. I think that's... Um, I think we're kind of saying the same thing, but going in different directions, maybe, about it. Because, like I said, you... It's like getting on code. I don't have to like you or agree with everything that you said. It's just certain ends that we're moving to together and certain things that we just don't participate in because we're on code and battles like wars aren't won just on one battlefront. That's why, like I said, you have different branches of the military, but they're all moving to a common end. You may not share my ideology, but you share my conviction and our side has to win. So you can go about it this way. You can go about it that way. You can go and eventually we do convene and we do have to come to some agreements on some things, but it's to ultimately say, hey, this is how we're moving forward. But you have your role on the Coast Guard thing. You have your role as Navy SEALs. You have your role as the Marines, blah, 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 blah. And sometimes you are working together in those units. Like those people just go a little bit further with you, a little bit like deeper into like, there's plenty of soldiers that was, you know, working on that that war on terror that we had in the Middle East, but everybody wasn't on the squad to get Bin Laden. That oh. was an elite team. Okay, let me ask you. <laughs> let me ask you this: In your opinion, mm-hmm. do you feel like if there's nobody offering black people anything in the political aspect, do you think we should be a participant in it? It's a good question. Mm-hmm. Because you could say that's the thing. Nobody's offering us anything. So should we be a participant in it? To not lose the progress that we have made, I do think, yes, there has to be some seats filled because a whole bunch of laws could be repealed and then you have no right to own your own community. You have no right to own your own business and blah, 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 blah. We could just take it back there. Since y'all want to uh, go and retreat off into your little la-la land, now we're going to make it against the law so we can just run up in your thing again. And I'm going to be honest with you. And like I said, I'm I'm going to be the more radical one, I think, in most arguments just because it's me. But I don't think we have no rights now. I think they can run into anybody neighborhood and do whatever they want. Niggas don't have communities of affluent. They don't have enough affluent communities like... They only give, black people got two options. We're either rich or we're poor. 
There is no middle class mm-hmm. for us like that. Yeah. We don't have a, a extensive middle class like we should have. So if they want to go run up in a poor, if they want to go run up in poor people neighborhood, poor black people neighborhood, they do that. They do that now. They can do. They did that back then. They do that whenever they want. If they want to get rich niggas out of their neighborhood, they will do that. They did that back then. They'll do that now. I don't think we. I think. I think that we get more done through a boycott than through just people being divided. Like now, look, I'm not gonna sit here and say everybody's going to agree and go the same route, but I will say. You have to think about it for yourself. What do you do if your job don't offer you no money to go to work? You don't work. In a, when your community is projected to be the lowest earning community by 2053 from a family income household standpoint, what are you, you're not, what are you doing? You're not getting nothing about voting. If that's your projections... Why isn't anybody else projections like that? Why is everybody else projections going up and ours is going down? You're voting the most, yours is going down. Why where's the what's what's happening here? Where is the hey, we're voting so now we should get something for our votes. Yo, we're supporting it's, you. It's sad cuz they know the black vote really does make the greatest difference for them. But we don't have to but do no, but when a president tell you, yo, I'm not doing nothing for you and he get why would I do anything for you guys? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I see why they would lie to you. So it's easy. We, have, we need to have more faith in our community and not so much faith in the Bonds. government. Yeah. The, I think we have to be realistic about it. What like what have we really gotten out of it? From basic rights? Like that's something that should be given to anybody. And we barely have that. That gets stripped from us so so quickly. They just, they just took your abortion rights. Literally, like Texas is there. Like, Texas, Ohio, my town in Ohio, where I'm from, was one of the first to do that stuff. It's so it's bad. so it's like there. I, I keep. I always say this: there is no such thing as laws. There are rules that are put in place for Black people that White people don't have to abide by when they don't feel like abiding by it, and when they want to change the laws and move the goalposts, they can do that. But you have to fight back the way you can fight back. And it doesn't always have to be like a physical fight back. But when it comes to us talking about like a political aspect and we talking about the older generation who even if all they all of them were voting, they had a they had a mindset. I don't necessarily agree with their strategy to the T, but they came in with, yo, we're one track minded. We going to do this. But there isn't a one-track mind for us to say, yo, we have to just put our foot down at some point. Even if I voted for 20, 30 years, my grandkids can't be poor. I can't see, I can't leave Earth knowing that my grandkids will possibly be poor. You know what's one what? Of like, it has to be, everybody has to say, so look, I can't play that role no more. what secures the investments that you make for your children now? What do you it's mean? all on you then. It's yeah, you how do, do you secure life. those investments? How are you going to own confidently say it'll be there? Land. Like you're owning land on what grounds? If I repeal the law that says that you can own land or you can own a certain amount, I'm not anti voting. Okay, I'll say I'm not anti voting. Mm-hmm. I feel like if there's nothing that you're getting out of your vote, there is no point in it. 
Now, let's say, hey. So then why aren't you anti-voting? Because I am pro-voting when you give me what I asked for. So I can't be anti-voting if I'm going to, if you, if I say, hey, we want reparations and you say, done, then I'm pro-voting. Then, okay, I'm going to go out and go, because now I'm getting something. But if you tell me, if I say, yo, I want, <laughs> I want to be not shot down in the street and the police can just walk and you tell me, whatever, not listening to you. I'm, I'm not for that. I'm not, I'm anti-voting. Then. So what does I'm not, that I'm, look like? practically because then that is like on a there has to be basis like hmm? I, i'm not understanding your stance i feel okay my because stance if, is if it's not to implement a new law if it's to make sure a law doesn't get repealed then do you see the value in voting if it's to make sure a law yes but that's something for you though that's mm-hmm. still something you're still getting something out of that I'm saying if you're not getting nothing out of it, then what are you voting for? How do you know what you're going to get? How do you know whether or not you get something out of it until that is passed? Because you have demands before you go vote. Yes. But, like, you don't know what the result of that vote is. Then you, then then your, then your response, then your response, then you dictate your response based on what their, what they did when they had their power. While you was in, hey, we put you in a position of power. This is what you did with it. Nothing. So guess what I'm going to do when you need me again? That's a slippery slope, though, because it's like, okay, so you didn't get what you want the first time, so you're not going to vote the second time, even though the second time is an equally important issue. How is it equally important if you didn't get nothing the first time? If I say no to reparations and then I say yes to... uh, repelling some some other like kind of But you're still getting act. something though. Listen. <laughs> if I say no to repre- reparations, you're going to be like, "Nah, we all said we should have got them and rightfully so, we should get reparations." So, all right, the next time, I don't care what these niggas is talking about. I'm not going to vote, but then the next vote that's casted is on whether or not you can own over 2 acres of land somewhere. Well, you're not talking we're not talking about one issue voting we talking about i have a list of things that i need done i have a list of issues if you're not protecting my rights while you're in office that's not something i'm voting for that's something you should do this is the game that they play dennis in the way that nothing is all or nothing with them so it's just like i'll give you a no on this and a yes on this and a no on that but i feel like they're giving us all no you're getting all no you're not getting no yeses anything that's what i'm saying if you're not been a no i think honestly the saddest thing i ever heard in my well one of the saddest things i ever heard was um, I remember what was this like two years ago when we had went and protested. You remember? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We were downtown Orlando, and I remember talking to my grandfather about it, and he was just like, you know, like when I was your age, like you know, we did all that. We, I marched, I did this, and I did that. Our grandpa was 82 when he told me that, and the fact that an 82 year old man and me being, I think it was 23, 24 at the time, literally are fighting for the same thing, like that goes to show you that these. The, You're this getting government a no. is not doing anything for You're us. You're getting a no. So I, I mean, I think in my yeah, like you know, there has to be that political side where people do have to kind of try to work, you know, try to be in those positions of politics to try to really make change from within. Mm-hmm. And if there are, if there end up being candidates that really are genuine about wanting to make change specifically for the black community, then that's who we vote for. That's who we put our faith and trust in. But I think we shouldn't just rely on that. 
You have to do things that are really just going to, you know, you have to look out for yourself. You have to be realistic. If you know you're not getting what you want, why sit there and stick with it? So you're going to have to do things that are just, you know, I'm going to do what's best for me and mine. And hopefully, you know, add other people in my community in as well so we can all, you know, make great, get rid of that whole it's everybody for themselves mentality. And that's how we play the game. It's just people got to be willing to try to get into those positions but still stay true to who they are, which, I mean, it's hard because we've seen that time and time again. We'll get that candidate who's like, yeah, you know, I'm for the black person. I'm the black belt, da, da, da. Get to office and don't do shit for us. I mean, granted, and a, lot of, a lot of stuff goes in with that, but yeah. And what's your response once you don't get it? How do you fight? How do you fight back when you don't get what you want? Do what I want to do. <laughs> I mean, what can you do? This full circle to my original what can you do? stance, though. You you do need some people to sit in on these debates, mm. to sit in on on even the bills that are being presented to say, ah. Mm-mm, we shutting that down. You do need some people who are out there voting. But you could even argue that most of us need to to wake up and, and, and pursue something different. We need a, a solid group that's going to protect the progress that we've made legislatively so far and to kind of buffer out or black future bullshit but us that that change needs to go away from oh i'm just gonna sit and wait or just some of us is going out here and getting it and and really coming together and getting it and it doesn't mean that everybody has to become an entrepreneur per se but like at least lift up the ones who are. At least make sure that niggas aren't sabotaging their shop or or stealing or, you know, all those kind of other crazy things that go on. Or if somebody's coming through, like, we be outside for real nowadays. Like, back in our parents' and grandparents' days, after, like, a certain hour, people was in the house. We be outside. So it is hard for me to just believe, like, oh, yeah, Niggas came through late at night and just ran through so-and-so stuff or whatever. Like, who didn't see that? You know what I'm saying? And if we're talking about building these, like, black communities again, somebody, like, why can't we have a neighborhood watch? Like, like these white neighborhoods do or, or these other, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing that anybody else is doing that we're not capable of doing or even improving on. So do you find, do you, so to wrap, like just to wrap up this mm -hmm. um, topic, I want Trey to go, but I want to just ask like everybody and we can start with Trey. Do you find yourself more old school in the way you um view voting? Like from Alyssa's standpoint, if I'm hearing correctly, you saying you need people to vote, just not everybody. From my standpoint, I'm saying, that negates the people protesting the vote because if we're protesting the vote, it's for a reason. It's so that you put pressure on your politicians to do something for you. Or they would never do nothing for you because you're going to give it to us anyway so we can just disrespect you and just ignore you. Trey, um, your 
as far as voting goes, I'm going to keep it short and simple. If a politician or the government isn't offering nothing, I, I don't see no reason in voting. That's just my opinion. But, I mean, I can understand what Deja's saying, what Alyssa's saying with um, having people within the system. Mm-hmm. However, with that, I guess my question would be if you do have people within the system that wasn't really built for us in the first place, do you think that we can affect change within? If nothing so else, tricky. we cannot be blind to it. Because mm-hmm. I think to take us completely out of the political arena is not in our best interest either. Mm-hmm. I- Even if you're someone there as, for lack of better words, like a double agent, like, yo, mm-hmm. come tell me, hey, this is what's on the next bill. We like need to prepare for it. Yeah. yeah, and we've been doing that since the beginning, mm-hmm. too. That has made results. That was who Harriet Tubman was before she straight up was like, hey, yo, I'm getting y'all out of here. But look who you got. You got Look how far you got to go back. There is nobody telling us nothing. There's everybody just going along with everything that they're being paid to go along with, and you getting screwed. Because, like I said, them numbers isn't a reflection on everybody else's voting habits. I mean, that's not true because you have this information. None of us are in a political arena right now, but we either follow someone or or something. We have access to this information because there is someone that goes, hey, this is alarming. But this that's, is important. Y'all that's should the, know that. That's the news, though. Like, that's just the news. They're informing us on the news of what... To look forward, look what to um look towards in the future. What's going to happen in the future? It's just a forewarning. But nobody in our polit- there's no black person infiltrating the system. Who's infiltrating the system? And I like I know that's what like like I said the older generation they feel the same way that hey we infiltrate the system or hey we vote we vote our way and vote our way and vote our way to liberation but we haven't received any liberation. So at some point you have to say, well, is this strategy working? So I'm confused. Are you against voting or not? I'm against voting when you're not getting anything for it or you're not getting anything you have protected. We're not getting protected by any of the laws that already exist. You cannot go and just murder somebody and get away with it. Nobody. Oh, but they have. But you can yeah. with on us, so you're not protecting us. So what so are you doing at that point that I need to vote for you for? To get what we want. That's the only leverage you got. It's the only leverage you got. You have no other leverage. There's nobody. None of these niggas that's in politics care about you. They're not trying to save you. They're in it for their money, and you niggas got to get it how you live. Then this becomes a paradox because if none of them care, our vote doesn't matter. Yes, it does because. The position of power that they want to yield, they don't receive without our vote. So that is your own. That's where your leverage come in. Because no, I can't go and make you do something physically. I can't go and I can't go and go to another party or go to different parties. There's only two parties. If neither one of y'all gonna do nothing, then we don't have no other options out here. So you then have to make the conscious effort of like, well, what am I voting for? And then when you start looking at what you're voting for, are you really happy with your choice or are you just voting? So then how do we avoid getting into another Biden-Trump situation? Because black people... You're getting that next election. 
Yeah, like so because you didn't do nothing this election, you gonna keep getting it. But it's never black gonna change. People came so, out in in like record numbers and got Biden and the same exactly. thing with Obama and like both. So essentially, is one is gonna tell you sweet nothings, and then the other one is gonna just kind of give you the middle finger to your face. The other one's gonna yeah. stop. Yeah, so then, would you have said that we shouldn't vote at all in that because Trump didn't need our votes the first time, and he still won? Exactly. So I'm. <laughs> you're both saying that voting matters and it doesn't matter i'm not sure where to go about this it's like where i'm like lost where i'm going is voting matters Mm -hmm. when you're getting something for your vote that is tangible if your rights are being protected and you need to vote for that then i get it but if none of those things are happening then i really honestly don't know what you're voting for like at this point you're just doing something you're just doing you're just you're just wasting energy. I don't know exactly what you're getting out of this. I asked somebody in my um family like, "Yo, they voted for Biden." I said, "What did he do for you? What have he done that you are excited about since he's been in office?" Just started talking around it. Like I kept asking a question, just talking around it because so now you can't tell talk, me when they talked around it. What examples did they give? Just nothing. Just, just about like that the he old. Would have been just, better than Trump. Like, like yeah, just so just it was. People, it was just nothing. It was just yeah. a bunch of. It was like, yo, we did this. We did. But it's like, okay, I understand you did this. I understand. We're talking about now, and that is an old school mindset of, hey, we did this, so you should do it. But and at this point, that I'm doesn't tired make of sense. Hearing it because. A lot of those that are around to talk and still like vote and get around now, y'all were whole children when those things were being done. You didn't do that. That was your parents. And it just, it doesn't matter no more. Like, it matters that we have everything that you guys fought for. But at this point, we're not getting nothing out of this action at this point. And like I said, if you're unhappy with what you're getting from, the people you put in office, as a as their constituents, you have a right to demand something for your vote. You voted for them. You put them in a position of power. Hey, if they want to tell me, well, you can't say nothing. You didn't vote for them. Cool. You did. Well, what did you get? Uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the, nobody can tell me. You can't say nothing. So then you ain't. Then you are no different than me. Your voice don't matter either. Because if you can't get nothing and you voted, you're in the same boat as me as the person that didn't vote. I don't get nothing either. You don't get nothing either. If Hey, maybe if you take this step, maybe we wouldn't have Biden, and maybe this next election we wouldn't be stuck with the lesser of two evils. It's always that. When we had Hillary, it's the lesser of two evils. Because you didn't take a stand then, you got Biden. So then you didn't take a stand now, you're going to get him again, and you're going to get Trump again, and you're going to get another person again, and that's your options. And it's just going to keep recycling like that, where people are now they're just blatantly telling you we're not doing nothing for you. Take that. Go vote or you're not black. That's your options. So now at what point do you say, you know what? I have to just take a stand at some point because you now you're playing with me. And now there's reports that we getting that, yo, we're going on a downward spiral and y'all are watching it and we're still supporting you. And you have the power to stop it and you won't. So at what point do we say, I'm not giving you the power no more. If you want the power, come get the power by doing something for me. 
how do you propose we do? Yeah, I was about to say how how yeah. do we how do we go about this next election? That was about to be my question. In the next election, there has to be a demand for just us to secure our finances, our basic human rights, and protection from white supremacists in law enforcement and those who are not in law enforcement. Or what? Then if we don't have none of those options, then we're not getting nothing out of this election. I guess. Then we can't vote for somebody that's not going to get us nothing. We can't just go out there and say, yo, we're going to vote and then get mad because you told us you're going to do nothing and then you didn't do nothing. Like Al Sharpton was talking about, talking about Biden and saying, another old nigga. He was talking about Biden and saying, yo, the black community is disappointed. I'm like, why are you talking? You, he told you you weren't going to do nothing. Why are you disappointed from the guy that said he wasn't going to do nothing? I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Why are you disappointed? How do we move forward? Yeah, because like I posed the question earlier. Moving forward, you're going to just have to go and take a stand at some point and say, yo, look, I know how my parents did it. I know how my grandparents did it. This is a new day and age. We are fighting at a time where it's on us. Remember, we was talking first um, episode while we're doing this. Mm -hmm. We are the new voices. Mm -hmm. It's our time. It's on us to now be the ones that have to take a stance. Hey, if my older family members say, yo, we lived during this time and we marched and we did boycotts and blah, 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 we're going to have to decide to do some type of a boycott that's going to have to shake up the way all of these things work in this country. They're going to have to be a drastic boycott to where how they did their boycotts, it changed some things. Gucci boycott and what have you. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to have to be like a real like, but that's why I think that even though that everybody don't have to fight the same, there has to be the same objective. And when we have the same objective, then we can come together and say, yo, this doesn't work. Let's figure it out. And then we can get on the same page. And that's what I originally said. And the same page might be, if you voted for 20, 30 years, you might not be able to vote this time because your grandkids' income depend on it. We had an hour. Oh, wow. You had an hour. Dang. Dang. <laughs> this is a long conversation. I mean, yeah. we touched on some really not good like topics. you old yeah. niggas. It's <laughs> <laughs> no diss to the older generation. No yeah, diss to the older generation. They didn't know for us. They didn't know. They did a lot for and us. And they didn't just, think yeah, about did. it this yeah. deep neither. And it's just, but things, it is that deep. Though. And things are just, I mean, and things are just did. different. It was just different. Maybe, maybe they didn't have all of the information like we have today. Yeah, like things are just, things are different. Even if it worked back then. I'm not even arguing that point because I wasn't alive back then. Mm-hmm. I'm arguing what's working now because I'm here in the middle of it. And like I said, we're the ones that's going to be most affected, us and our kids and our grandkids. Yeah. So we have to pay attention to it. And while we're paying attention to it, I just see what's happening. And it's like we're just at that point that maybe y'all weren't at, but we're at the point where they're not listening no more. Maybe they was listening to y'all, but to us – we're voting a lot, and they done turned the they done turned deaf ear on us. Mm-hmm. So what and do we do to respond? Also, because it's it. like you you say, oh no, demands and blah blah blah. But how can we make demands and like we kind of don't have anything to stand on? We don't own our own community. We don't own well, like you know what I'm saying. Well, like this well, is what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, we within an hour, so I can't oh, we yeah. can't really go too far into that. Yeah. But I agree with you on the aspect of like. Your political power is tied to your economic power. 
Yeah. yeah. And that's a conversation. Yeah. We can have a conversation about like that later down the road, but sure. you know, good conversation, good topic, Trey. Yeah, we really we hit topic. a lot of different things. We talked yeah, about what yeah. did we talk about? We talked we about talk relationships, uh-huh. finances, politics. yeah, politics, you know, and something for our vote. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and politics is a touchy subject. Look, one hundred percent. I'm it giving is. my perspective. <laughs> I'm giving my perspective on what I think will work. If y'all don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. I'm gonna keep trying to like do what I can do to put myself in the best situation possible, mm-hmm. to where I don't have to be the a victim or. My future kids that's not here don't have to be a victim of that report. Mm-hmm. You do what you think is best so your kids don't be victims. And we'll see who kids are. We'll see what happens. I hope neither kid is a victim. As long as we and move hope, into the same end, I'm cool. Right. Yeah, it's on y'all. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, that was episode two, guys. You know, Yay. um, we'll be back next week. Stay tuned. We out. We out. Bye. Is this off?